You're listening to the Longer Hall Youth Ministry Podcast with Jody Livingston and Chris Trent. Episode number 79. Welcome to the Longer Hall Youth Ministry Podcast, helping you survive and thrive in youth ministry. And now, your hosts, Jody Livingston and Chris Trent. Well, hey, hey, everybody. Welcome to the show today. Thanks for tuning in and listening wherever you are and wherever this finds you. Thanks for making this podcast today a part of your day. If it's your first time checking out the show, welcome. New year, new podcast. Great episode, as always. So we're glad you're here. And if you're coming on back, still listening, still putting up with Chris, we appreciate that very much. It's Maybe the you're first, um, the first episode of the year and you're already starting in on me. <laughs> No. You know why? Because you're getting California snooty. That's what that's about. Is that what that is? Is that what that Maybe. Probably just alienated every California friend we have, but. <laughs> that's all right. That's all right. We'll forgive you when we're at the beach today. Uh, if you enjoy the show, man, we would love for you to subscribe to the podcast through iTunes or whatever platform you're listening on. Uh, that'd be fantastic. And uh, yeah, good show. You can find us all over the place. Not really, but on social media, at Jody Livingston, Chris Trent, because we're creative like that. Links and resources be on the show notes page at thelongerhole.com slash episode 079. So you can check all that stuff out. First one of 2019, man. Yeah, so if you're brand new, just finding us. Um, that's Jody there, and I'm Chris. And we are a couple of youth pastors. Uh, we used to live in the same area, but now we don't. Uh, Jody lives out in California. I live here in the Atlanta area, and we both do youth ministry. I primarily focus on middle school students. Jody primarily focuses on high school students now. And we sure, uh, we just both have been doing it a while. <laughs> a little bit. It's like ancient now. But anyway, um, but yeah, we dig this stuff. How you doing, man? You good? Yeah, I'm good. I am. How was, uh, how was Christmas in California? It's pretty warm. That's good. Uh, we went to. We. I'm joking earlier, but yeah, we went. Like, it's pretty chill. I mean, we had our Christmas services here, so that was new and different. Yeah. And then uh, we always kind of, as a family, celebrate Christmas. Just us. We we stopped doing the yeah. travel thing. And so, uh, so we did that. And then the next day, we went down to the beach and uh, hung out for a bit and. It's been a good break with the kids and just kind of still getting unpacked a bit. But how about you? Uh, it was good. We uh, took a little trip down to the land of the mouse. And uh, Wendy, you know, ah, that, I saw that. Wendy does saw that. that Disney travel stuff. So we went down and visited what's our home away from home and uh, hung out there for a little bit. <laughs> it is. It is. I'm just being honest. Um, which is fun, but we didn't, we weren't there over Christmas. We came back and then I had to be back for Christmas Eve as well. Yeah. That's uh, a big thing around here. And so, and then a couple of days after that, went back on the road and visited my family in Florida, but, uh, the panhandle. And so good times though. Cool. Glad to be back. It was good to get back in the office this week. Yeah. Um, I was itching. overwhelming. It took me a couple of days to kind of dig out of the hole. Um, and in light of all the changes, listen to the last episode, uh, that's going on, you know, just a little, little overwhelming, but in a good way. Um, so I'm digging it. It's, um, a lot of fun. So cool. 
Well, a uh, timely topic today, as it's the new year, and uh, yeah, everybody sets out to figure out what they do wrong in life and how they're going to make it better. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um, do you, so, okay, so the thought here was, is that we could do, you know, a setting goals and evaluations type podcast and we'll get talk about that and we'll dig into that in a minute but it, it comes out of the fact that it's new year's and so many people like set you know new year's resolutions now uh do you jody typically set new year's no. resolutions when was the last time you set a new year's resolution i don't know that i ever did i worked so when i worked at the y as a teen director uh this is the time of year you couldn't find a parking spot We'd have, we'd literally park like two buildings over and they were running shuttles to get us to the building because everybody was there to lose weight and get healthy. And then, you know, in two or three weeks, we'd be parking right back up front where we normally did. Yeah. Um, I, I, I don't know. I'm not a big resolution kind of guy. Now, what I do often do is, um, like a reading list. I'll put together like a list or something like that. Like, here's this thing is I'm going to read, but I don't, plus I don't, I don't really like physical activity. Unless I have to. Riding your motorcycle is a physical activity. No, like I'll do outdoorsy stuff. I like hiking, camping, <laughs> mountain biking, riding my motorcycle. But I like running. No, not unless somebody's chasing me. And um, yeah, working out just for the sake of working out. Maybe one day, but so far in life, no. Which is probably terrible advice for our listeners. Yeah, so that's that's a good thing we're not talking about that today. We should have somebody on at some point to talk about healthy living. <laughs> we could do an entire episode on episodes that we'll never record, and one of them will be how to uh, live a healthy lifestyle, because you and I probably are not huge on that, but not because we don't think it's good. We just Somebody listening right now is like... Yeah, we should bring them on. <laughs> it's Facebook not that group. I'm against it. I'm all for it. I'm just terrible just, at it. I'm just not good at it, and I'm lazy when it comes to that. So the whole, the whole though, the whole idea though is I, I'm with you. I don't really set resolutions per se either, but I think I naturally do some self evaluating and kind of some that leads to goal setting, and so not just in life, but in the main thing I do, which is career, you know, as well like sure. the street job part. And so I think that's what this episode will come out of. You know, it'll come out of for both of us. What we've learned that's important about that, you know. So, so yeah, you ready to jump in? Yeah, we, uh, hey, before we do though. Oh, sponsor. We got some great folks we love over at YM360. I love them. I really do. I just talked with Roger Davis yesterday again. Keep he's, in touch. He's a good guy. Yeah. Yeah. So if you are needing, especially since it's first time of the year, first of the year, I feel like this is kind of one of those things you start looking for curriculum stuff or, you know, maybe you're still thinking camp things or whatever. Uh, YM360. D now is a big thing, right? D now is a big thing. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of folks do. Yeah. Yeah. A lot, a lot of folks do those in the spring and, and, uh, they've got a, yeah, they've got a really exhaustive list of options now as far as D now curriculum goes. Or maybe you're putting together your own little reading list and you need a great book and you can buy one of those books written by someone I know uh, at YM360.com. And so 
That's a decent <laughs> little book on longevity. They do have it. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, so anyway, head over to ym360.com. Check out all that stuff. Make sure you save money, like 20%. Use promo code. The promo code longer haul. Yep. It's uh, good. I haven't really heard from anybody who's tried to use it for camp. You can't. You can't use it for camp. I just okay. want to know if but somebody tried it for camp. Just consider it. I'm telling you, it's good. It's true. That's true. So ym360.com. Make sure you use the promo code longer haul. Save yourself 20%. And, uh, Man, we, we're grateful for those guys. I, I hope as a listener, you hear our heart in that. First of all, you know, this isn't free. So them helping us out is awesome. Uh, and free for us to do at least. So that, that that's huge. But more than that, we just love those guys. Appreciate what they do and how they do it, the approach they take, and the fact that they all are serving in the local church and love students and serving students. Um, beyond Beyond sponsorship, I think we would call those guys friends. And um, so it's easy for us to to steer people that direction when we believe so strongly in what they do. Yep, no doubt about it. So cool. All right, we ready? We'll jump in. Ready, hundred percent. Here we go. And now we're pleased to bring you our feature presentation. So when we think about evaluating and like setting goals, you know, setting goals and evaluation, whichever way you want to think about that. So Jody, the question I have for you, and and we've we've kind of talked about it, but I'm not asking you this specifically in this way, um, is how big of a deal would you say a willingness to do serious evaluation and goal setting has impacted you being able to do youth ministry for the longer haul? It's a long question. Did you get it? No. All? So I think it's huge. I think if you don't do it, I, I'm not, I mean, I'm sure there are people that, that manage to do ministry for a long time without it, but I don't know how effective they are. I think it's huge for your effectiveness. I think it's huge for like just staying encouraged. I think it's helpful in uh, kind of managing expectation and burnout. And and then just as that's just personally right, and then aside from that, just improving on your effectiveness in your ministry is huge. I I don't know many that have done it for a long time that don't seriously take self evaluation and uh, ministry evaluation serious. I don't. I certainly don't think I would have been able to last in ministry had I not. What about you? Yeah, I mean, I think um, I think I agree with you one hundred percent. I think. You know what? What's bouncing around in my mind right now is whether or not it's intuitive for someone, like it's a mm, natural makeup right. part of their DNA that they're just wired in a way where they're trying to improve as a leader, improve in every area of their life, whatever that might be. And in order to do that, you have to be willing to evaluate what you're doing, how you're performing, use whatever word you want, and then you also have to be willing to set goals and um make action steps to get, you know, to those goals. Um, I would say that um, folks that I know that have gotten out of youth ministry over time, that sometimes it's because they seemingly get in a rut and they can't quite break out of that. Um, And I think that it would be fair to say that some of the, one of the causes of that is that they're not doing anything to continue to grow. Um, yeah, and so 
I think the danger is, and, and again, we say this all the time. So we're talking about the longer haul. Okay. So we say the longer haul as a career. Hey, if you want to do youth ministry into your 40s, 50s, 60s, whatever, that's one thing. But when you think about longer haul at the current church that you're serving at, well, is it possible that one of the reasons why we have such a high turnover, you know, like you see all these statistics, like where guys go for like two years and then they go to another church and then they're there two years, is that something happens there and they're not really changing much. They're not growing and evaluating and making improvements where they need. So they've got a good couple of years in them, but then, and then they hit that wall, you know? Yeah. So I, yeah. I think that's where you have to be willing to, um, to dig in and evaluate. Yeah. I think, you know, especially talk about that turnover, right? That two to three years and then someplace else, two to three years. And you can do that and not grow and basically do the same thing over and over and over. But at a certain point, I think there's a personal frustration that comes because you never really seem to move beyond. And I do think like, that's a good point that you bring as far as like that goal setting and evaluation being somewhat intuitive for some and maybe not as much for others. Um, I definitely think personally, I tend to be a pretty driven person. And so I'm always wanting to be better, improve. Um, How do we become more effective in what we're doing or what I'm doing personally? I'm a three on the Enneagram, so I'm an achiever, and I don't really know what all that means, except that everyone tells me that uh, I'm a three. And I am. I took the little test thing. Uh, and then people start saying, like, "What are you a wing this or something, feather that? And I don't, I don't know what all that means. Um, but I do know that I do have a strong desire to constantly improve and be more effective. And that's personally and in ministry. And so as a result, I'm always trying to learn and grow. And uh, I think for me, that really has kind of always been rather intuitive. Yeah, I think it, I think it is for me as well, which so folks that might be listening that they're sitting here going, yeah, that's not really the way I'm wired. Well, I don't think that well, I can just speak for myself. I. I don't think that means you're not wired correctly, <laughs> you know, like, right, right, I, right. I, I don't think it's um, wrong for you to be a little more laid back, go with the flow. Um, but uh, just like I know, though, as a person who is extremely motivated to plan, there are times where I have to intentionally be laid back and go with the flow. Like I have to create that in my life because it's important sometimes to be that way. I think a person who is wired that way sometimes needs to be willing to go, yeah, I probably need to do some evaluating. <laughs> you know, I probably need right. to do some goal setting because I think folks over time, if, if you're, if you don't know where you're going and you don't know what you're doing and you're not able to communicate that clearly, um, you'll just kind of keep doing the same old, same old, you know, over and over again. And, yeah, and I think that's probably not, um, that's probably not good. So I wrote down some, some things maybe to kind of get us moving, you know, some things that I, that I've found useful, um, that can kind of get us thinking about this a little bit, going, digging in a little deeper for folks that are good at this and folks that aren't great at it. Here's some ideas for you as you're thinking about doing youth ministry for the longer haul. And what are some ways you might could do some evaluating and some goal setting? Um, I think the key is the start with the big picture though. Um, that's what I wrote down first is I think in a moment where you're really going to do some evaluating, you got to be willing to look 
at the overall scope of your uh, youth ministry. And that might mean that you literally sit down, you know, with your calendar and you jot down, map out, what, however you're wired, um, an overall look at what all have you done this year. What are the programs you've done, uh, the big events you've done, what is your weekly programming, and then I think just starting to dig into each one of those um, and and kind of, again, it's all about how you're wired. I don't really sit there and rate each one. You know, so it's not like I rate each, but I, but I just think of each, I have to, I have to put each one into a category and go, okay, Sunday mornings, how is that going? What are some things that are going well? What are some things that are not going well? So I have to take each individual area that I'm responsible for that I can shape and mold, and I have to be willing to evaluate it. Um, And with that, it's important, just as a side note, and if you've listened much at all to our podcast, you've heard me say this a thousand times, but a do this next year list uh, yeah, for your programming yeah. things um, is really important. Um, and I would even say a do this next week list is important as well, meaning that when you're doing your weekly activities um, and you notice something on a Sunday morning that needs to be improved, that you write it down, send yourself an email, make a note, set a reminder, whatever works for you, that you do something that, because that's you evaluating that you saying, okay, we keep for, we keep running out of chairs every Wednesday night and having to set up chairs next week. We don't want to keep doing that or you want to do something to fix that, you know? Um, so do this next year list um, or do this next week. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> or right. tomorrow uh, list is huge, you know, with that. So are, are you a fan? Do you do big picture thinking there? Yeah. So, um, th- yeah, I always kind of start with the end in mind. And so just to be clear, we're talking more here um, on like ministry wise, not necessarily personal, although there's some there's some bleed over. Right. Is that what we're thinking? There's some bleed over. Yeah, no doubt. And in, in, I, that's a good, good point of clarification there, Jody. I'm really thinking about youth ministry, me as a youth pastor, but there is bleed over, no doubt. Um, and I think sometimes, well, I don't think you can separate the two. No, I think sometimes you're going to have to go, oh, so I probably really need to do a better job reading more this year because that will make me a better youth pastor, whatever, you know, or I need to read. Or it may end up being a thing where it's like, you know, man, I'm really struggling in parent ministry right now. So I'm going to try to read some articles on parent ministry or read, you know, you see, so it's, the, or yeah, listen yeah. to the podcast, whatever. Um, so I think it's, it, the, the two are connected, you know, right. um, you know, for sure there. So, yeah. Yeah. So I think um, for me, yeah, definitely. I start big picture. And then kind of work my way back. And what I would say is, um, and I wrote, I wrote this down as well. Is like I think it's important to have clear goals and metrics. Um, and so whatever that looks like, and then you can measure against that. So even like what you're saying, like what I think what clear goals and metrics do, in when it comes to evaluating, is it it gives you something 
and some direction into what and how you're evaluating. So how do you know when something needs to be changed or when something is or isn't being effective? And that's where having like that big picture goal of what you're trying to accomplish uh, is important. And, and so if you don't have that, if your goal every week is just that kids will show up and have a good time and learn a little bit, well, that's, that's good. It's not that that's bad, but where does that lead you down the longer haul of your ministry? And so kind of starting big picture and even down the line, like I, we, we I've talked about this, you know, if you go back to exit, um, exit, gosh, episode 35, we talk a little bit about that. But for me, like I generally start five years out and then from there kind of work backwards. Okay. If this is where we want to be in five years, big picture, what can I reasonably accomplish in three and then in two? And then what does that look like six months from now? And I would um, encourage our listeners right now not to miss what Jody is saying. You're speaking like a guy who is thinking about longevity. Because people who think longevity, they do think five years down the road. And I think too often one of the struggles youth pastors have is they get into their church and they're just like, survive, 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 survive. One day at a time, one day at a time, whatever in all actuality, you need to be able to look ahead and go, hey, where am I headed? Where, yeah. yeah, maybe maybe middle school and high schoolers are combined right now. And deep down inside, I know that we might do be better if they're split. But if I did that right now, I'd get fired. But maybe in three years, I could pull that off. You know, like, yeah, it's it's those type of big things. But it's also yeah, so like in that scenario, you, for example, if the, you knew but Jody, you're speaking, but you're speaking like somebody who believes you're going to be at the same place five years from now. And that's good. That's yeah. Good, yeah. So like what that would look like, for example, in that scenario we we're talking about where you've got them together combined and you know you want to split. It's it's more than just saying, hey, five years from now we want to be separate or three years from now we want to be separate. That becomes the goal. And then you have to work backwards and and map out how you bring that about, right? Like where are the small things, the steps you need to take? Maybe you start by yeah, doing some events separately and recruiting, you know. So I think that's what I'm saying. Big picture is helpful. The other yeah. thing I'll say is when you're setting those goals and those metrics, I think it's important that they both they are both realistic in expectation but they also require some reach beyond what would be, you know, normal. But they need to be something you're striving for. So not just don't just go easy and take something that you know you can do, but swing at the fences a little bit. But yeah, sure. But, but somewhat realistic too. You don't want to be like, you know, if you're in a church and and you've got 15 kids coming and in 5 years you say, "Man, I'd love to be at 30." Well, that's 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 okay. But if you're sitting there saying, I, I, I'm 15 kids, and in five years, I want to be at 200, mm, that's, nah, that's, yeah. that's a little much. Because <laughs> there's, there's a lot that has to happen, right? That's beyond your yeah. control on that. Like the church yeah, is totally. going to have to also grow in that same point. So I think, you know, reach, swing swing big, dream big, but but make sure that, you know, I think some generally for my list, I have some that I know are attainable and some that I, are more aspirational. Like I hope we could do this. Yeah, sure. And I'm gonna I'm gonna work towards both as hard as we can. But you know, 
They're not yeah, all man. the same. Yeah. So, um, I do think a part of this process could be, um, meeting with a team of folks as well. Or, yeah. Or seeking some wise counsel. Um, now, depending on the size of your church and how many volunteers you have, please hear that. This is important what I'm saying right here. Um, not to get yourself in a in a mess. You know, if you're in a if you're in a youth group setting where you only have five volunteers, you picking only two of those volunteers may not go over well with the whole team of volunteers. Um, if you're in a situation where you have 50 volunteers and you pull together six as kind of a coaching group for yourself, you can get away with that easier. Um, sure. Does that make sense? What I'm saying? Yeah. 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 That makes sense. Um, but if you're in a small rural church somewhere or just a small church, smaller church period, um, it may be important just to bring or at least invite all of those people to the table so that nobody feels left out. Um, that said, I'm not proposing that you literally have to ask them everything. Um, but I think going into it would just say, Hey, I would just love to evaluate, you know, what, how we're doing and what we're doing yeah. and what are your thoughts on that? And, and being clear, I, I can't promise I'm going to do everything everybody said, you know, but I would just love to get everybody's input. Now, the way I do that is I literally have a group of six people that, what I, I call them coaches and they're sort of like my think tank almost, if you will. And, and I strategically plan meetings with them after big events or after things so that we can purposely evaluate those things. So after D now in November, we met intentionally for the purpose of saying, Hey, any thoughts on D now? I want to get y'all's input on this as well. Now we evaluated the heck out of our D now, but I wanted to get their input as well, you know. Um, but please hear also what I'm saying here. It's not just a thing that you do one time in January, but part of that evaluation is an ongoing creating systems in your ministry where you can do ongoing evaluation. Yeah. And then maybe in January, you know, sometime this year, whatever. Um and maybe, you know, and, and to be fair, you could shift this whole line of thinking to the middle of the summer before the new school year starts and think of that as the first, you know, you know, your new year as well. I mean, I think some people probably think that way. Yeah. Um, but getting those people around you that can speak honestly, that you trust, that's huge. Yeah, I think the key thing in what you're saying is that that. Well, there's two things I hear you saying that I think are really important, and I hope I hope those listening here. One is that the time that that you do it doesn't matter, right? So whatever falls best in the rhythm of your year, yes. Um, and the other thing is, it can't be a one and done kind of thing. It really needs to be a consistency of evaluation that happens throughout the year. If I, I think the danger is, if you wait and you just have one one time where you sit down and evaluate. One, a lot of things are going to get lost and forgotten. And two, there's going to be so much to try to talk through that you're not going to really be able to accomplish a lot. So I love the idea of finding those moments, particularly after large events, um, where you're going to kind of evaluate, you know, evaluate those. And then if you're, if you're doing that consistently throughout the year, and then you decide that you want to do this, which I think is helpful 
kind of right before you start into whatever's new, whether that be January or before the school year, or at the end of the school year, that's a little more manageable uh, and helpful. And, and so I'm with you. The way One of the ways I've done this in the past is inviting parents onto like a parent leadership team yep. and kind of giving them charge. That's, to, good, that's another good way to do it as to well. To plan and evaluate. And that, that you know, we've t- I've talked about that before. Um, in, and uh, that's been amazingly helpful for me over the years because they bring perspective that I often, particularly before I was a parent of kids in the group, uh, perspective I didn't often think of or consider. And so that was that's always been really, really helpful. But I think finding that outside perspective is good. Keep this I, asterisk in mind, though, as, as Jody's saying that, as I'm saying that, talking about whether it be parents or whether it be youth leaders that you're bringing in. Tell me if you agree with this, Jody. Uh, this is kind of an asterisk, kind of a warning, if you will. Um, you have to be willing to really listen to these people and be willing to act on some of what they're saying, at least sure. some of what they're saying. And I would say even and if you really are not going to act on something somebody recommends or whatever, you might want to personally just make sure that they know that you've heard them, but you don't feel like you're able to act on it right now. Yeah. Because I just think it's important that if you're going to, if you're going to bring people together, you got to be willing to act on the stuff that they're, they're talking about. Yeah. Otherwise Not, they're just going to be mad. That, yeah, frustrated. You don't want to, you, then you're going to create just a gripe, a gripe fest over and over again. That's yeah. what you want to be careful to avoid. You don't want to create a group of people that, Oh, Hey, tell me everything I'm doing wrong. No, 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 no. We're in this together. What are use words like we? <laughs> yeah. We, how did us. we how did we do at D now? Um, what did y'all like about it? Very intentionally que- you know, questions. Well, I think too, that's where having those clear goals and metrics come in because it kind of gives you some rails. Yeah, sure. For everybody. So if they're coming with a great idea, I mean it might be a fantastic idea. It's just not reasonable to do right now. That's more of a three year out or a five year out. Or even going into those large events like establishing ahead of time here's our like our big goals and takeaways that we hope to see in this event then when you come back afterwards you can say okay here's what we were trying to aim to do yeah how well do we do at accomplishing these it's good so a couple good. of questions there just to make if, if if you're not intuitively good at this too and these are this is somewhat simplistic but a couple of key questions to jot down if you're thinking about maybe implementing some of this is one both asking yourself or potentially others, you know, what are you doing well? Yeah. I mean, that's a just when I look at my overall year, going back to how we started, what's the big picture? When I look at over the all year, what's going really well and celebrate that. Um, but then also going, but what needs improvement? What are some things that we are, you know, missing um, that we need to, to work on or whatever, you know? Um, and then, what you talked about early, earlier, Jody, is, and then whatever you come up with in all of that, this is this part is huge right here. You have to create obtainable goals, and then you have to schedule them. Yeah, you have to come up with a workable plan um, that will help you move uh, towards them, because if not, you'll just say, "Oh yeah, that'd be really awesome one day." And you'll never actually right. do anything 
you know, about that. And a lot of that is you learning how to be a good leader and having conversations with people. Go back to that earlier example, you know, I gave of, let's say you are middle school and high school and you're like, man, it'd be really awesome if we could do some things separate, whatever, right? Well, you've got to start to create a culture and have conversations with people slowly over time and get buy-in in order to make that happen. And then you have to actually plan a small separate thing at some point, you know, yeah. uh, for middle school and high school. That would be the way I'd implement that. Or let's say, forget that one. Let's say that you look and you go, man, it would be an amazing thing for our group to take an international mission trip. We've never done that. And that would be amazing to pull that off. Well, you can't just decide in January of 2019 that the summer of July or this summer, July of 2019, maybe six months from now, you can't just walk into your people and go, Hey, I've decided we're all going to Jamaica. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I mean, you can, I'll go with you to Jamaica and you might could pull it off, but it's going to cost you a lot in terms of frustrations. I, again, that's one of those big, and you got to slow. So you have to set these obtainable goals. Um, to get to that point. Or, yeah. And that's or even, I would say like on that, especially like consider your current context. Like if you're not really doing missions, stuff, trips at all, then, then your first one probably shouldn't be overseas. You want to walk them to that. So maybe you right. go someplace it's, local. It's, it's figuring out that's where I want to go. What are some things that could get me there? Yeah. And it's asking that question and that part's huge. So here's that's a good. question for you, Jody. Okay. Um, in part of the evaluation, you know, we talked about maybe asking yourself, you're sitting down, you're dreaming, you're getting by yourself. Okay, that's one thing. We talked about maybe seeking some wise counsel, some parents. Um, what about asking kids? What do you think about that? Uh, I mean, I'm not a big fan of that. Sometimes I will. <laughs> you and I are so much alike sometimes. Because because here's the thing, like, <laughs> we're youth pastors Jody we have to care what kids think no we don't um, <laughs> I mean <laughs> I don't care what anything kids think um, I'm kidding uh, sort of um, I think you know at the end of the day we're hopefully when I, the way I, when I think about leading a student ministry particularly right and leading students I'm trying to call them to something that's beyond them and something that is bigger than all of us. And if I'm the one leading the helm on that, um, hopefully I'm doing that through some clear vision. Now, I'm going to probably have some specific goals in mind of what I want to see the Lord do in their life and what I want to see us as a ministry accomplish. I think there are places, though, where you can involve students. Yeah, but, it, sure. but it's not, what do you think we should do? It's more that's of where, like, that's hey, where I feel. So here's like, what I'd like us to do. Yeah. What are some thoughts on how we might do that or something yeah, like that? Yeah, yeah. I think you need to pay attention to what kids think. You know, if you bring in a band for your for your event and, obviously, you know, there's this huge, like, everybody doesn't like them, you know? Well, you need yeah, to pay attention to that and not bring them back over and over again kind of stuff, you know? Um, but when it comes to big picture, where we're headed – in that context, not, hey, we all went to that pizza place instead of that pizza place, but big picture stuff. 
I think you, I, I, I think have, you know, bringing wide literal ask kids question mark, I put not so much, you know? Right. Uh, right. And, and, and cause I'm really not, I care, but well, I'm also a part. little, I'm a little bit, it's one, it's one of the reasons why I'm a little bit of an apple junkie though. Um, in the sense um, that, where are you going now? I have no well, idea what. Well, this is this is this is going to make sense to you. I mean, one of the things Apple has done really well, minus the whole headphone jack thing, um, is yeah, for real. <laughs> but they basically have said from the start, we're going to tell you what you need. Yeah, you know, and, and this is going to be some people are going to jump off on this. If you're a tech junkie right now, you're going to get you're going to forget everything else I'm saying. And you're just going to want to argue me because you think that your Android so much better. Whatever, I, I, I'm not opposed to Android. Um, I'm, well, they all do the thing. same thing. They're all doing the yeah, same thing. Yeah, yeah kind of know. Um, but <laughs> um, here's what I'm saying though: Apple. One of the reasons why what they've done has worked so well, and this 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 can't be argued. I mean, this is this is true, is that they they have looked at their customers and said we're going to give you the things that we feel like that doesn't mean they always get it right. I think the headphone jack currently is, is still a, you know, debatable example of that. Right. <sighs> yeah. But there's a lot of things that they've done that, you know, we didn't really know we needed that, but you know what? We actually did, you know, and, and yeah, it, and so, and we can get all tech geeky about it. There's all kinds of examples like given that, um, well, we can't. Some, there's read some articles you, there. You in, can. Yeah. I'll let it be mad at you. Yeah. Okay. But here's what I'm saying, though. I think there's some of that. Now, you can't go headstrong, and I'll listen to people. That's not what I'm saying. Don't run with that too much. Um, find no, and hopefully there. we just said that, right? Like, invite people I, in. I, hope, I yeah. think it, maybe it comes down to this. I'm talking about with kids. I'm talking about with we kids. We tell them. Going, the, hey, should we go to the beach or should we go to the mountains for yes. uh, for camp? Well, maybe in your mind, you're like, uh, taking my current group to the beach is not a good idea because they're a little too crazy. I think I need a more enclosed campus type setting. Don't ask. Don't yeah. ask. <laughs> you know? Um, right. Yeah, I think that's, you, that's maybe w- the way I would say that is we kind of define the what we're trying to accomplish. And yes. to a large extent, and maybe even a larger extent, why we're trying to accomplish that. If we're going to involve students, it maybe comes into the how we go about doing that. Um, but but even then, you know, like have a good idea of where you're heading and, and just be selective, be wise in that. Yeah, Especially you if you're thinking long-term, because look, if you're thinking longevity, which is what we're trying to convince you to do, you're going to be there longer than they are. And so if you're constantly making decisions based off of what your current group of students thinks, you're never going to be able to establish any consistency of anything because you're going to be changing everything you do all the time. And I just, I've seen that play out in other ministries and and other guys that I know. It's just not effective. It's not effective at all. Hey, what do y'all, hey, what do y'all want to do a Bible study on? Revelation. We want to do a Bible study on Revelation. Song of Solomon. (laughs) <laughs> you know, I mean, it's at some point you just have to go. Yeah. You know, um, that's awesome. I love the book of revelation, but let's talk about the gospels and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, okay. So I wrote this down. I said, when we're talking about evaluating, right. I wrote, ask why a lot, like, why do we do this? 
It, and even if it's like, that's something that's easy for me to do right now because I'm in a brand new context uh, and everything, I'm evaluating everything just because I'm, for one, I'm trying to understand what, what, why we do what we do. Um, but I, but even, even prior to this nine years, almost nine years in, I was still finding myself asking why, why do we do this? Why are we doing it this way? What, why are we doing this event? Why do we do the order of service this way? Um, and then I think you follow that with the how, like, why do we do it this way? And, and then if you feel like, well, we don't know why we do it this way or it's not really super effective this way, then you figure out, okay, well, then how do we need to do it? Um, and I think even where you were saying earlier, where you're kind of evaluating maybe the week-to-week things even, like maybe that's where that comes in to play a lot is in those smaller things as well that often get forgotten. Because those week-to-week things, we can't easily get in just a rut. Like we just do this every week, same order of service, same whatever, same and maybe it's not really working. It's not accomplishing much, but we never really stopped to inventory and evaluate that. Like, is this really being effective? Because the larger events can certainly take, um, take more of our time. The other thing you said that I really like is you said to stop and like evaluate the things that are going well. And I don't know, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this because I hear a lot about this in regards to personal growth, but I don't know that I've ever heard anybody really talk about this in ministry um, I think a lot of times when it comes to personal growth, we spend a lot of our time trying to improve our weaknesses rather than uh, becoming more effective in our strengths. And I think to a certain extent, that can also apply to our ministries. Now, let me be clear. I'm not saying if you really, really suck at something, you shouldn't try to improve that. Um, but I think if you spend all of your time trying to be better at what you're not good at, I don't know how effective you are at anything. You just kind of become um, lukewarm at everything, good Jesus, Duke, and and not really um, amazing at anything. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Well, I agree with that, Jody. I uh, big time because I I and and I try to do that. You know, if I were to list, gosh, how do I say this without it sounding like I'm. Hopefully this comes across as self-aware and not prideful. Um, so I, I'm a good I'm good at administration. I'm good at planning, and I'm pretty decent on stage. Maybe probably a little better than decent as far as being a communicator goes with teenagers. I think that's fair to say, considering I've been doing it so long or whatever. Right. That said, I constantly evaluate all of those things. Sure. Um, yes. And and when I look at my life and I'm going okay. Well, these things are going pretty well. I feel like I'm. I feel like I'm still connecting pretty well with teenagers when I teach. I feel like I'm still planning pretty well as a you know making you know whatever program we're planning or event we're doing. You know, but that said, I still evaluate those things because I because that's kind of where my bread and butter is. You know, that's so I want to even be. So like, I love the idea at even, you know, at 48 years old, I love the idea of even getting better at communicating than I am now. Yeah. Um, because I know that even though I'm pretty decent at it, I, I know I could do, I could know I could be better, you know? Um, 
And I think that's huge. I think that's, it's very important. That's where that comes from for me. Yeah. And I think you can, if you're not careful, you can get really lazy and pick up some bad habits and take for granted what you do well as well. And so I think, well, you can rest on your, you can rest on your success and again, not continue to, you know, improve and get better and better and better, you know? And I tell you, the longer you do this, the harder it gets to, to, to do that as well, because, um, because it won't, you know, assuming that you don't go online and buy all of your messages. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that you're writing them yourself, you know, over time, it, you're going to build up quite the library of, yeah. um, of, of lessons. And then before you know it, it's going to be rare that you're teaching on something that you've not taught before. And right. so you're going to have to be super intentional to, to keep growing and readdressing those things, you know, and not yeah. assuming that the message you wrote five years ago is enough that you, you know, again, it's just, it's, it's a mindset. Yep. I like it. And I think too, like, you know, I think uh, there's, it's a fine line between pursuing excellence and health sometimes in the sense of like, we want to do everything the best to the best of our ability. And we'd love for everything to be done with excellence. Uh, but sometimes it's just important to be healthy. So if you've got areas that you just really suck at, don't worry about making those maybe as as good as other areas that you're just naturally better at. Just make sure you're healthy in those areas. You're not deficient um, in those. And so improve in those. Yeah, man. But man, like God's gifted you and given you certain strengths, and your and your ministry probably carries with it certain. Um, qualities and strengths in your given your context and that's that's totally okay to to be that way and i would just say own those figure out what those things are and own them and um well you know in minute and two and i just and this just this is you know we're kind of shooting from the hip now at this point but what what you just said also made me think of this jody i think part of the evaluation process is also you not just personally saying hey the good and the bad what you know where do i need to improve what am i also doing great but I think I think a fair challenge, and I do this, is what's the best thing you do every year? Like what is the best, when you think of your youth ministry, both weekly and yearly, what is the best thing? So if you ask me that question, you'd say, Chris, what's the best, what is the number one thing, like your favorite, where you feel like the greatest? I would say our mission trip to Dallas, Texas. Yeah. Here's what's interesting, Jody, not kidding you. Then if you asked me, I'm pulling the curtain back. If you asked me of all of the events you do, what event ends up with the longest do this next year list? Want to guess which one it is? It's Dallas. Yeah. And it's the best thing we do. But I end up, but because I don't want to lose the momentum that I have there and because I want to make sure that it stays relevant and we keep digging in. So I would challenge anybody, you know, whatever it is, that thing that just people just love, man, it's so good. Be willing to go, okay, but where else can we improve and not rest on the success? That's good. Yep. That's good. Yeah. We're, we're kind of right now. I mean, like I said, we're hardcore into just evaluating things and it's a, it's a never ending process. There's few, there's a few things that I think are constant 
in life, but particularly in student ministry and since it's a youth ministry podcast, we'll talk about those. Um, one is recruiting. We've talked about that endlessly on this podcast. I think you're always recruiting. And two is you're always evaluating. Um, and that's just how you continue to get better and more effective and accomplish things. I, I think, and, and I, I think I said this earlier, but if not, I'll, I'll say it now. And I, if I were going to say anything to somebody listening and I want you to hear something, it's this. You have to define that big picture goal. Uh, and what you're you're striving at, because if you can't say this is where we want to be in whatever five years or three years, you are going to get yourself in so much trouble, or you're never going to know what you're really aiming at. And um, and I just think that that's the best thing that I think I've ever learned to do. If I were to say, if you were to say to me, you know, what's the one thing that helps you? That's helped you, like achieve longevity outside of like faithfulness and my own personal walk, but like just practically in ministry, I would say it's, it's being able to set long-term goals and, and, and build and work toward accomplishing those. Because I had this, here's a great example. We had this conversation this week with, uh, with our team is like one of, uh, uh, one of the girls on our team brought up something that just drives her crazy that happens right now. And it, it's, you know, it, it's not a major thing, but it's a big deal. And it bugs the absolute snot out of me. And I've only been here a few weeks, but it's not something that I can go and like, we can change now. That's like, we're going to have to build some, build a culture that, that turns that tide. And that's going to take, you know, a year or two. Um, so, so, but if we don't acknowledge that off the front, we go in gun, guns blazing and all of a sudden we're changing this and changing that and demanding this and demanding that we're going to, we're going to implode and, and something that maybe wasn't a huge, like major, major deal all of a sudden becomes one and not in a positive sense. And so I, I would really challenge you if you're listening and you don't do that currently, just to sit down and make a list of, you know, where do you want to be? What do you want things to look like? What are the characteristics and qualities you want to be producing in your students when they leave your ministry? And then how do you build those in? How do you get to that? Where where do you where do you want to be in five, three, two, one, six months? What's you know, what does that look like yeah, for you? Good stuff. Well, good, man. Well, friends, I hope you all are everybody that's listening, I hope you're doing well and keep be encouraged. Don't let this overwhelm you, you know. Um it is okay to take one day at a time. And, uh, but I think for you to strive to be great at what you do is okay. You know, and it's absolutely. Uh, I'll say this too. Hey, if you're listening to this while you're working out or on the treadmill, thanks for not, thanks for not quitting because you're working out and Chris was slamming it earlier. <laughs> That's real funny. <laughs> thanks for staying the course. Yep. All right. Well, we got a fun year plan, man. Lots of good things coming up. It's going to be good. Absolutely. Uh, Be sure to head over to the show notes page, thelongerhall.com slash episode 079 for links we mentioned. And of course, over to YM360. Check out those guys. Use that promo code longerhall. Save yourself 20%. And uh, I think that's it. We'll see you in the next episode. Yeah. Sounds great, man. Take care, everybody. Happy New Year. See you guys. Thanks for listening to the Longer Hall Youth Ministry Podcast at www.thelongerhall.com.